Welcome in to another edition of Divorce Force Podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm very excited to introduce this next guest from across the pond in Norway, Harry Heidness, who is currently a sales development rep for Sales Screen. How are you doing today, Harry? All good, Adam. Good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Uh, excited to have you on. You are my first international guest, so it's, that's awesome. <laughs> Feeling privileged, then <laughs> you're probably expecting a Scandinavian English accent there, but it's actually a English uh, across the pond myself here in Norway. So, yeah, yeah, I love it. And and talk about your your path into sales, and what is it like being an SDR for your current company? You know, and 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 being in Norway and how might that be different from like an SDR role here in the US? Yeah, sure. So personally, um, like I say, from England, and I originally uh, set out to actually get into the sport world. Um, (laughs) So I I studied um, exercise science, health and rehabilitation. I was had dreams of running on the football soccer pitch, I'd call it, (laughs) uh, in, in the US to with the magic sponge uh, and uh, helping people who are injured. And that was the dream. But following uh, studying, I thought, you know what, I want to see how I get on in sales. I always found personally, I, I, people liked me. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> I, I could get along with people from different classes, from different areas, different countries. And I thought it could be a good idea to see how, um, how I get on in sales. Um, so first of all, I went into uh, B2C and I was working selling insurance uh, from a call center. So basically cold calling people we knew, <laughs> we, you know, and, and it was a good place to start. You start in the trenches, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And then following that, I wanted to be, be able to have build longer term relationships. I went into uh, working at a brokerage which was basically from selling to uh, to renewal the next year. So again, B2C. Uh, and then I actually took quite a few years out, moved over to Norway with my uh, better half. Um, in between, I worked as a landscape gardener uh, and uh, a chef as well. Uh, so you <laughs> could say um, I've, I've done a lot of jobs. And I, I think that that does help in this world. Um, because I know what it's like to to carry 20 kilogram bags of cement uh, for for 10 hours. Uh, so picking up the picking up the phone uh, 40 times a day and you know all those kind of things are a lot. Uh, you know, it's not so hard when you when you think of what you could be doing, right? Yeah, exactly. And talk about uh, that path and those those early jobs that you had. Yeah. Um, how are you able to connect that to your job now? Because obviously, when I got into sales development, I'm always fascinated. I didn't even know what sales development was. And now um, it's getting a lot more traction as far as taking off. Um, there's a lot more information on sales development. Uh, so how do you apply what you've been able to do in the past to your current role? And did you know anything about sales development before getting in? Yeah, it's a great question. And I, I completely agree um, with with how it's developed as a as an occupation, you know, um, from from B to C. I've had this conversation with a lot of people about what 
what you can use from that world um, because it is a lot different. But I think just the the ability to know, you know, at the end of the day, you are selling to a real human. You know, the people we're reaching out to day to day, they're no different to someone you're trying to sell a product, you know, personally buy with their own money. They still they still want your service or product to work, um, to, to do what you said it's going to do, because if they buy something into their company and it doesn't work or it doesn't do what you say, then that's coming back to them, just as it would if you bought an insurance policy that maybe doesn't cover your car, you know, your vehicle <laughs> in, in the right way, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's it's like you say, did I know I didn't know much about the role, quite honestly. Um, I knew I knew about lead generation, um, <laughs> but I didn't know how important the role is in sales development represents as a SDR or BDM in 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 the actual company's success. You know, I thought it was just going to be a sort of an entry role <laughs> to, to to go on and then progress, uh, which it is. But you know, there's you are having a direct impact on on the business as well. Yeah, for sure. And talk about your experience so far at at Sales Screen and what does your day to day look like and who is your demographic and who you're reaching out to on a day to day basis? So at Sales Screen, um, it's a great role because I'm selling to salespeople. <laughs> so the product we sell is for say companies with sales teams um, and, and we sell to sales head of sales development, you know, uh, sales directors um, who are looking for a way that they can scale up their the way they motivate their sales team. Um, and my day to day, you know, we work on a three pronged approach through email, LinkedIn and uh, and calling. Mm-hmm. So I try I'm trying to find uh, and make sure I'm adapting my time to fit into what is generating the most conversations with the people I want to speak to. Um, so that for me is automating as much of my email outreach as possible because it tends to be the le- the least conversations yeah. and then, <laughs> you know, and then, and then leaving more time for actually getting on LinkedIn and having live conversations with people and calling, um, calling people as well. So yeah, as you'd probably expect, probably very similar to every SDR calling, emailing, LinkedIn, searching for new companies, um and i like to stay in the loop as to what's going on because i i get a lot of success from actually being very reactive to let's say for instance adam if i was a sales director on this podcast and then you sent this podcast out then i'd listen to it and then i'd i'd reach out to me right so <laughs> if i if i heard a sales director talking about um like with you about how they motivate their sales team I'd listen to that podcast and then I'd contact them referring to the, to that. Um, So yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. That's awesome. Using third party validation is huge, right? Yeah. (laughs) Anything to, you know, utilize and and be relatable because if you're not, uh, you don't want to get sent to the junk folder or do take (laughs) me off your list. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I get that a lot as well, but you know, obviously in sales we hear a lot of rejection so talk about your ability to combat the rejection and just take it you know like 
brush it off and not really let it bother you. Cause obviously sales development is a grind and they're, you know, obviously in any sales role, there's, there's turnover, but talk about your, your grit and to be able just to push through uh, the tough days. Yeah. Um, like you say, it's part and parcel of the job, right? It's, <laughs> it's a huge part of the job is, is, is getting no's. Um, and it's actually quite nice to get a no sometimes because it means you can focus on your your, your behaviors elsewhere, right? So you can you can cross that person off the list. Um, but like I said before, you know, I've done I've done a, a lot of different jobs, mm. and what I've realized is, you know, it is just work. At the end of the day, you know, you've got there, there's a lot more to life than than someone saying to you, "Oh, take <laughs> me, take, you know, take me off your list," you know just just take it as it comes learn from it you know i do learn from those 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 maybe you said something wrong on a cold call maybe you could have come in with a different tone of voice or said something better or used more personalization in your outreach but at the end of the day you're probably going to catch people at about having a bad day now and again right so um, i think it's all about just keeping it in perspective moving on as quickly as you can and also definitely remembering the wins you've got to remember the wins and that's 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 quite difficult to do when you're having like if you're having a week of no no uh, no's from everyone you're not booking any you know but it's you have to try and remember those big wins from the previous week or the previous month yeah for sure not trying to get uh too high or too low and try to maintain consistency because if you get too high, you know, then there's, uh, you can get yeah. burned out. And, but if you get too low, then you're not hitting numbers and, and your metrics suffer. Yeah. Uh, so how do you entail kind of balance each other? How do you balance that and make sure that you're staying uh, consistent, if you will? It's not easy, is it, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, when, when, when I like, you, because, it's very important to celebrate the big wins, I think, like I said, because they don't come mm-hmm. around that often, depending <laughs> on what type of product you're selling, right? Exactly. Um, so for me, it's just moving on as quickly as possible. So, <laughs> you know, you book a meeting with a company you've been going after for months. As soon as you've got that done, you filled out your CRM, you've danced around the office or your living room <laughs> you know um you've interrupted your your partner and you said i booked a meeting it's like i don't care so <laughs> when, when you've done all, <laughs> when you've done all, all of that just move on to the next one you know but i think it's definitely something i'm working on um because i do find that i maybe go too high sometimes on the wins yeah yeah that's that's important. And, and the holy grail right now, um, I'm not sure if you deal with this, but talk about um, the the rate at how many book, how many meetings you are booking and yeah. show rate. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, how is an, a sales development, um, what are some best practices to improve that? And what have you seen, you know, how your show rate has improved over the time in your current role? Yeah. Um, when I started, I was I was only only thinking about getting the getting the meeting booked, right? <laughs> so I was calling people and I'd say, "Oh, hey, how you know are you using whiteboards? Some you know some sales teams use whiteboards still. We we have like a TV screen solution." I'd be like, 
hey we've got this awesome solution it comes up on your tv would you be <laughs> do you want to do you want to check it out like you know just selling on the features of the product um and yeah you'd notice the the meeting rate uh, of attendance isn't great and also the main thing is that you know they're not buying it right you know our job is to generate sqls book meetings and if they're not <laughs> buying the product then that's that might say something about the type of people you're bringing in or or how you bring them in so it's definitely developed for me to more of a consultative approach where i'm not really wanting to book meetings with people if it's not a good fit for them or it's not a good fit for us and that's quite hard and i think that comes down to the company you work for because if they're only focusing on booking the amount of meetings you're booking um, then that's probably something they need to look at. They need to be focusing on the type of companies and the type of people you're getting in through the door. So I think my attendance rate is actually pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. Although I have got a couple of meetings coming up, which I booked like a few months ago because mm. these are people, you know, and that's that's something of the pandemic, I think, where people have really wanting to delay stuff, right? So... I'm, I'm, I've con what I, what I tend to do is just contact if they've been booked a few months in advance, I'll send them messages every two or three weeks with some, mm. ty some type of content. They won't of often reply, but at least you're staying in their, in their world. And then a week before I'll send them an email or a message on LinkedIn, wherever they've been contact with me. And I'll just say, look, this is, we're really looking forward to this meeting. This is the day and time. Just let me know if you need to move it. Sweet. I so, love that. You don't yeah. set it. You're not, you're not setting and forgetting, right? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, and also uh, this may not be the same in America, but a lot of people, just to give you a bit more background, I'm focusing on, on EMEA on UK and Ireland, mm -hmm. um, which is quite handy living in Oslo in Norway. I don't have to sell to Norwegians because I, I, my, my Norwegian is not so great yet. <laughs> um, but of course, we are expanding in the US as well, but I'm mainly focusing on those areas. So in the UK and Ireland, people tend to be very polite. <laughs> so they don't want to say no a lot of the time and they don't want to tell you they don't want to buy. So to give them that opting out as well, like if I email you and say, oh, do you want it like, if it's not a good time and date, just let me know. I can move it. So you're, you're opening up the floor for them to say, yeah, I want to move it. Or even for them to say, you know what, it's not, it's not something we want. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. that that's amazing. And I can definitely, um, um, can relate to that as, yeah. um, I'm not only dealing with us, um, you know, accounts or leads, I'm dealing with international UK and yeah, there's, there's a different tonality. There's a different approach um, to that. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy that aspect of dealing with, you know, multiple regions and so forth. So in your current role, are you got, are you um, completely outbound or is it mostly, is it a combination of both or is it inbound uh, lead generation? I noticed you uh, you had an inbound role, Adam, and I yeah. felt very I, I felt a bit jealous for, <laughs> for five minutes. Uh, no, we, we do a mixture of both. So my main focus is outbound, um, uh, generating leads, uh, outbound, creating SQLs, bringing them in for meetings. But we also deal with inbound as well. Um, so we basically, uh, yeah, I, I do both, to put it simply. Awesome. And how is that connection like 
as far as the mixture, is the inbound coming from marketing or how is that funneled to you guys and, and the team? Like, how does how do you how does the inbound leads work? And then how do you mix that in with, um, you know, making sure that you guys are also focusing on the outbound stuff as well? So we have a very nice website that's just been redone during uh, the <laughs> pandemic. Um, and basically that directs you to booking a demo. And when that happens, we are randomly assigned um, one of the SDR team to to be the person taking a discovery call. So an initial discovery <laughs> call. Um, and then we find out what the person is interested in um how best we can help them we've got a product with a lot of features so we don't want we don't want to bring them into a demo and then just show them everything we want to be able to really focus in on what they need um so yeah that's basically it we we have that process coming through um and yeah it's a lot different dealing with inbound compared to outbound for sure yeah, yeah that's awesome and how many sdrs are on the team so we have we're building the team up at the moment so it's really exciting actually i was one of the i was one of the first um so we've got three uh three focused on emea we've got one based um in apac in singapore and we've got a new team growing in the us as well so gabriella's um the director of the sdrs in the us and they're based in new york so I'm hoping that they're going to pay for a flight ticket for me to go over there sometime soon, uh, <laughs> sometime next year or something. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. And and talk about, um, you know, the vertical. So do you guys deal with any verticals or is it mainly, um, as you mentioned, like, is it mainly just focused on the regions and things like that? What do you mean by vertical? Sorry. Like, do you have to... Um, like, are you dealing with certain types of companies uh, that you have to reach out to? Is there any focus there? Yeah, for sure. So as a solution, um, we we work really well for software companies um, with, with large sales teams of SDRs, BDMs, and, and account mm-hmm. executives. So that's really great for us. Um, but, you know, as a as a system it works with any sales team basically (laughs) so we've got a lot of real estate customers in the nordics Um, we've got a lot of insurance companies again uh, and telcos so call centers Um, (laughs) so yeah we've got a, a, a large i'd say a large span of industries that can benefit from this because if you think about it what we're providing is a solution that's motivating salespeople, motivating customer success people, making them feel recognized for achievements throughout the day, giving managers a clear view of, of data and, and allowing them to actually motivate behaviors to correct any issues before they come up in the sales team or customer service team. So it's kind of applicable and that, and that makes it really hard as an SDR actually, because you're, you're like a kid in a candy shop, right? <laughs> you can go anywhere. So yeah, but yeah we, we, we want to be we want to be selling to uh, sort of sales teams over 40 people. Um, yeah. So I love that. And, and talk about the eject, the objections that you handle, uh, particularly that are only specific 
uh, to your organization. Obviously, I would imagine when you talk to the, somebody on the phone, I mean, obviously it might be budget or, you know, obviously they, uh, some smaller teams might say, well, we, we have, um, you know, internal things that we handle. So how do you handle the multiple objections? And are there any particular that are specifically within your organization that you hear often? So I think you touched on it there. So, I mean, what we provide is every company is doing this already. They're doing it in their own way. <laughs> and um, it's funny, I was listening to Josh Braun on a, um, giving someone some coaching on a YouTube video. And he was just like, and, you know, he's quite an intense guy. And I was just thinking, wow, maybe I'm, I can really use what he's saying here. And he's basically saying like, you know, th they're going to be doing this in some way already, but how, how is that a problem for them? And how is your solution going to make it better? So the, the main objection is basically that they think that their solution is good enough. So mm -hmm. that, that, that could be just, you know, a commission plan that could be having one-to-one -one meetings with a sales rep every week, um, or to put it more towards the pandemic, it could be having like a zoom stand-up call every morning, um, which obviously gets pretty boring, but, uh, <laughs> you know, as a solution to engaging and motivating salespeople, it works, but it's not, it's not really good enough you could be getting a lot better out of it so that that's one is that they already have a solution but of ours is having to show them ours is a lot better um and like you said budget is something um but again that sort of comes up if you haven't justified what we do well enough <laughs> so it does come up very early on in in conversation sometimes um but of course if you can show that for instance you can get 20 percent productivity out of more more productivity out of your whole sales team on a specific area then you can imagine a return on investment so then the budget conversation is a lot easier to have yeah exactly yeah. i mean you hit the yeah. nail on the head there um yeah. and, and talk about the gap so say if i'm a potential customer and i say we have an internal solution how could you combat that? And what are some gaps that your solution does solve so that I would not, you know, then I would be potentially wanting to buy. Yeah, for sure. So you just need to, if with that, I would just dig deeper into what they're really doing. Um, and that's sometimes you get the best answers out of people who are directly uh, doing this on the front line every day. So, <laughs> You know, your head of sales or sales director might think that their solution is really great. But when you actually start speaking to like a sales manager or, or a team leader of the SDRs and they're having to share and update their team on their targets and results every day and come up with ways to to make them motivated, um, there's only so many quizzes you can do. Um, <laughs> so they they tend to know the, the gaps more. Um, but look, to put it this way. So salespeople... The main thing that generally salespeople need to feel is they need to feel recognized and they need to obviously get paid for what they do, right? Mm -hmm. So it's money, money and recognition and in some cases progression. So being able to progress in the company. And what we find is a lot of the tools that are used, you might be getting recognized if you're in the top 10%. So if you're winning the competitions every month, you're the top seller every month. But what about those people in the middle 60% that are achieving target, but they're not going the extra mile. They're not going above target. And that's sort of where our solution comes in because you 
have your success is recognized even if you're not the top performer. So to mm. give you an example, if you make a sale, everyone from your sales director to a board member can see it and they can recognize you for that. And then we also implement types of competitions like uh, raffle competitions, where even if you're not making the most sales, you still have an opportunity to win a prize. Um, so it's things like this. It, it, it's, it's actually rather than being updated on your success and recognition every week or at the end of every day, you're getting updated as it happens. And then of course, you've got things like gamification elements, like achievement badges, you've probably seen on things yeah. like the, the, you know, the Apple watch and stuff like that, which they sound really corny, but they actually work. Like it does feel good to get a badge um, for, for hitting your target. And I think if you've got, if you're a salesperson and you can see your target and it's visual, then it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Having having the ability to, you know, create your environment and see the results um, is huge. I love that. And and talk about the relationship, obviously, in an SDR role. Um, not only are you selling a pipeline to potential customers, but also the AEs. And talk about the relationship that you guys have, uh, you know, with the AEs within your organization. Yeah, of course. So, the way we organize it, just so you're aware, is we have the pods. I know some companies have like you have your one assigned account executive. So we are we're currently operating in like teams, mm -hmm. so pod teams. So I'll have I'm in two pods at the moment. So I've got four account executives that I'm giving meetings to. And what's nice is they all have their own kind of areas of expertise as well. Mm -hmm. So it makes my job a bit easier to decide where to put, for instance, an insurance company or a software company um, or a real estate company. And I think the relationship is really important, you know, um, and I think as an SDR, it's great to know you can you can ask them to come in and help you if, for instance, you're struggling to get a response from uh, someone with a, a, a sometimes people look at the, the your title right so they might not <laughs> respect you as much because you're an SDR or you used to work yes. as a land, <laughs> or, or you used to work as a landscape gardener right so uh, <laughs> I don't not sure many other people have that problem but um, yeah so it's 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 great um, they're very open to helping and it doesn't surprise me because our success is directly associated with theirs yeah, for sure. And, and talk about how instrumental it is to use them as a sounding board, because obviously every person in the SDR role is different, and especially for those just graduating, and might this might be their first job out of college, yeah. um, they might be hesitant to maybe ask as many questions um, as others. So how would you advise, you know, new SDRs coming into this role to make sure they use them as a sounding board to help not only the AE's progress and their success, but making sure they're driving and helping their own success as well to bring, you know, to be successful within the company. Yeah. It's a, it's a great point. And I wish <laughs> someone told, I wish someone told me when I was, <laughs> when I was like, you know, 16 working in a gym um, that I should just ask questions if I don't know something, you know, I think it's important you use your own, you use the resources you have, and you'll, you know, you'll learn that pretty quickly on when you're in the job, if you're like asking a question when the resources are there, uh, whether that's in your own company's 
um, own resource on the internet or whatever. But, um, you know, I actually did a post on my LinkedIn on this where basically there isn't really a stupid question unless you ask <laughs> it, unless, unless you ask it, you know, three times. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think it's just important to, to ask those questions and it makes you look like you're engaged as well, especially if it's your first role. Um, those people in the business are the best to learn from. And what, what I'm quite lucky with is that we, we are in a, uh, we, we're scaling up, right? So we're, we're still relatively small in numbers. So I can, one of my people I'm giving my uh, leads to is actually the head of sales. So what's great is that I'm selling to someone in his position. So my <laughs> cha my champion in another company has got the same job as him. So I can say to him, what do you think of this email? Like, would this, would this resonate with you? Would you have any feeling towards this? Um, because, and I'd say that to any SDR as well. If you're going to be, if you're reaching out to C-level, then send your outreach email to some, your C-level person in your company and ask for feedback on it because they're the ones who know what that life is like. Um, so yeah, I'd use it. I'd use those internal resources as much as possible for sure. Yeah. I love that. And, and talk about also um, the, the culture within uh, your company. And if you had to pick one word to describe the culture at sales screen, what would that be and why? You put me on the spot there, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say I'd say um dedicated. Mm -hmm. I'd say dedicated because I see the hard work that goes in. Um we're we're a, a company that is the founders are still there. The founders uh we're led by the founders. Um a lot of the team from the product team and the sales team have been there uh from the start. So um yeah, everyone's really working hard to to spread the message of what we do, um, and it's a great place to work. It's it's a young team. Uh, we do a lot of um, internal competitions. We've got a running competition going on at the moment this month, um, and yeah, I think it's 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 a great place to work um, for myself because I'm competitive. <laughs> I like I you know I like going I like social events I like hanging out with the people I work with out of work and it's a, it's a great place for that. Yeah, yeah, and talk about the experience of working from home and how do you think that has changed or altered the sales development industry? Yeah, I mean my my personal experience it was a really weird time. Um <laughs> It was, and also because at the time I was, I had living in quite a small flat with my, with my girlfriend and she's also in uh, a customer facing role. <laughs> so initially we were sitting on one table, uh, with both of our screens opposite each other. And then we realized very quickly that I talk extremely loudly on the phone. And in my opinion, so does she. So <laughs> I, I, I was I was quickly banished to the bedroom <laughs> and I'd have to say that I, w I would never recommend anyone to work from their bedroom uh, just generally in my opinion because I was waking up and seeing my office chair and that is extremely depressing <laughs> uh, so, so yeah I mean personally um, 
for me what 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 kept me sane was basically getting out i don't know what the rules are there but we were allowed to sort of go out um running and walking Mm-hmm. as much as much as we could i guess uh, i know i know some places in in the uk people were limited to like one hour a day or one uh sort of workout a day luckily we could go out as much as we liked sort of in open areas uh because in oslo there's there's not many people uh, in norway in general there's actually less people in norway than there is in london so um so yeah for me it was getting out as much as i could getting fresh air taking breaks sort of like every 45 minutes take uh-huh. take a break and just get away from the laptop uh because i found i was actually working more intensely at home than i would in the office mm-hmm. um because you don't get up and like have a chat or go and grab a coffee when you're when you're um at home and i think it's the landscape in general um sales development i think it's i think so there are some positives which is that you can basically do the job from anywhere right mm-hmm. Whereas before you probably wouldn't have done that. You, but now I know that I could actually be anywhere in the world and still and still do this job. And I think that's great, you know. And I think companies are starting to realise that they can actually attract talent from anywhere in the world. And also as an SDR, if you see a product you think you really want to sell or a service you really want to sell, you can actually approach them and say, look, it, does it really matter that I'm on the other side of the world? Um so yeah, those are the things I say are positives for sure. Yeah, I love that. And you mentioned, you know, going out. I think that's important to make sure there's balance because if you're not taking those breaks and going cuz now that home there tends to be, you know, working after, you know, hours mm. or af- working through like dinner and so forth. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so how do you balance that and making sure that, um, you're balancing the work and home when you're working from home? (laughs) Yeah, it's so important and and it's really hard to do. And this is like what I always say. And I do find sometimes when I'm watching, uh, listen to podcasts, watching, you know, uh, advice, how to be a better SDR in general, you know, a lot of people say this is the way to do it this is how i do it but at the end of the day like no one's perfect and mm-hmm. it's it's not easy to do this and you have to just work on it every day i think um i think it's just you have to sort of organize your day in a way that you can actually close your laptop turn off your phone or you know turn off your notifications and just almost book time in your calendar right for like having <laughs> dinner with your dinner or watching a series or whatever you like to do i think it's super important but like i say just for me it's just remembering that yeah you're not you're not going to be perfect one night you might end up working until 10 p.m you might take you know these things happen right yeah yeah exactly um so talk about the power of social obviously we wouldn't be having this conversation it wasn't for linkedin uh (laughs) so so talk about the power of social and sales development and where do you think the future of that is in the industry? Oh, it's, it's pretty crazy, right? It's like, <laughs> it's almost like a bubble. I find, um, it's like the, the world of link sales on LinkedIn is like a, 
its own kind of celebrity world <laughs> don't you think you know you have yeah. like these you see you have these names you see every day coming up they're getting hundreds of likes thousands of views on their content and that's because it is good content um it's something i've leveraged and i'd say we get personally i get about 75 percent of my leads come from linkedin wow uh which is kind of insane right um <laughs> uh and that's maybe my emails suck hey i don't know maybe i'm <laughs> awful on the phone <laughs> you know that's up, that's up for debate but it's just for me it's a great way of you can be yourself um you can develop relationships with people you can network on there you can put your opinion out and it gets traction um and i, I think it's a awesome tool future wise i don't know man i mean it's it's got come along come on a long way even mm -hmm. from january this year when i started to really leverage linkedin with this role um and you know now you've got like live webinars you've got the yeah. new, the live video on linkedin so i see it turning into a really sort of live almost recreating like a um uh like a conference right like a real conference so i could really see it becoming a place where you can you, you can kind of actually have live conversations like we are today um on that platform for sure yeah, and I love that. And definitely LinkedIn has been such a powerful tool, uh, especially in sales development. Talk about how do you ignite that conversation to potentially reach out to somebody? And yeah. are you doing that strictly? Like when you say you're, a lot of your leads are coming through LinkedIn, um, yeah. A, how much of that is you initiating that conversation? And then how much of it is, hey, there's actually, you know, hey, I see here's an SDR at, you know, sales screen. And I'm interested in that product and they personally reach out to you. Have you had a mixture of both or which uh, one do you think is uh, more prevalent? The more prevalent is, is me reaching out to people mm -hmm. for sure. Um, I have had some instances where people have seen a, one of my posts and then they've come through as an inbound lead, but not, not many. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think it's important there's some great resources out there for actually optimizing a LinkedIn profile. And what people mean by that is that you just make it easy for people to know what you do and where they can find out more information. Um, and that means that when you do have that one out of 100 that actually comes through inbound, I think personally it's going to get a lot more for our company as the name starts spreading across the UK and across the States a bit more. Um, and it's, it's, it's nice to know my LinkedIn profile is optimized enough to direct them in that way. Um, and if anyone wants any resources on that, feel free to add me on LinkedIn and ask. There's a few webinars um, that have helped me do that. But yeah, a lot of it, as I mentioned earlier, Adam, is like reactive. So <laughs> let's, say, let's say I see a sales director's advertising. He's hiring in the SDR role. I would then message him and say, oh, congrats on the hiring. And just talk on that, talk on how he's going to adapt his um, strategies with a larger team, um, talk about why he's hiring and, you know, start that conversation. Um, I do leverage LinkedIn video. So from the LinkedIn yeah. app, from the LinkedIn app, you can send videos uh, on the messenger uh, along with voice notes. I don't really use those as much, but. Uh, video has been a great way of sort of standing out amongst the 
automated messages that people send on LinkedIn. Um, so yeah, it's just a great way of getting access to to these networks and 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 building relationships, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And and talk about the the power and the balance between leveraging the phone and email and LinkedIn, because obviously um, the phone is typically, they say phone is king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you mentioned like for those individuals who may not be, who may go through a streak of not booking any meetings on the phone for a week, um, but they may get like five, five through social. Um, where do you see like that coming into where everything is optimized in a way where everything, you know, you're, you may be struggling here, but you can make up and that in social, like how do you balance mm. that out? And do you see organizations moving in that direction? The people I speak to are, are leveraging all three in general and mm. actually sometimes four. So they're using direct mail as well and sending um, gifts. Nice. Uh, a company called Reach Desk has, has got a platform for that. Um, and you know that's i think it's just all about standing out now mm-hmm. um and yeah i i think personally like i'm quite confident in my processes that i'm going to get something from somewhere with the volume that i'm putting out mm-hmm. and and the, and the personalization and the um type the type of people i'm going for that i know are going to benefit from what we do so yeah it's it's definitely a way of um covering all bases i guess you could say so like you say if if you can't get through on the phone then you're going to get some from social or email and vice versa yeah exactly it's it's a great tool and uh, (laughs) you know and you it's really a mixture of all three anyway you know if you get someone interested on linkedin the 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 main thing is to try and get them on the phone yep (laughs) um to develop that relationship more and then you're always going to be using email anyway to send them a calendar invite. So it's like, really, we're using all bases. Um, but the initial conversation is starting. It, yeah, definitely most for me at the moment on LinkedIn. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And talk about metrics and how you've been able to, you know, excel them during the pandemic. And what is your daily metrics look like? And you know, what have they been, uh, have they changed uh, since you first started? And, you know, what does your goals look like at the moment? So they definitely changed um, <laughs> from from when I started in this role. We're trying to, whereas before we were just basically going for volume of um, of meetings and like just a general type of company that we know would benefit from our solution, but not necessarily benefit us as a company now we're targeting larger businesses um which of course makes our job a little bit harder to get your foot in the door um when you're when you're going after enterprises or uh sort of mid-market companies um metrics wise uh it's a tough one i mean we're we're basically focused on the actual the actual opportunity score. So we've got a system for scoring opportunities now. So we're mm. trying to get above sort of 80 on that score and that, that to get that score, you've got the type of industry. So in general, if that industry matches your 
um, you know that it's a quick close, you know they're going to benefit from your product, then it's the amount of users, which obviously directly translates into the size of the deal. Um, and then the persona that you're managing to connect with, you want to get someone who can be a champion and therefore push your product through. Um, and whether, you know, the integration with your system, how easy is it going to be for us to, to actually provide our solution to that company? So we're really focused on getting the right type of companies in. I wow. That's, that, the, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. I've never yeah. Um, heard of that type of model. That's, that's, that's really cool because obviously if you're spending, you know, half a day reaching out to the wrong people, it's like, well, <laughs> your conversion rate's going to be a lot lower, right? <laughs> This is it. This is it. <laughs> and yeah, like you say, it's, it's, I think it's a, the way we're doing it is, is really going to help our company because we want to have customers that are first of all, benefiting the most from our, from our solution. Right. But mm -hmm. also people that are going to be a good partner for us um, in a, in a way that like they're going to grow with us. They're going to be a customer of ours for a long time they're going to attract other similar businesses. Um, so yeah, it's quite nice for me, although I am very hard on myself, I do want to <laughs> get, I, I want to get the volume in as well. But yeah. as, as, as a business, we're, we're more focused on the actual type of companies we're getting in. But of course you, you, you want to get that volume in. And basically for me, I'm quite happy if I can get two, two big good companies a week like two sqls two mm -hmm. meetings booked a week right it might not sound very much i know a lot of people go after like a meeting every day and if i could do those numbers i'd be extremely happy uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's just not it's not translating just yet into into that type of numbers for me but i'm quite happy if i can bring in two really great companies to the pipeline every week for sure yeah, yeah. So as far as like meetings, are you also measured on meetings booked or meetings shown? Uh, is that measured in like the commission plan at all? Yeah, so the commission is on meetings uh, completed, right? So people actually turning up for the meetings. And then we also get some commission for closed deals. So mm. that's that's nice because that then reflects the hard work we're putting in to get those big names in there. So we're, oh, not wow. on, we're not only benefiting from just getting that meeting in the books, we're also benefiting from bringing in a company that's going to bring in a lot of revenue and therefore um, we're going to get compensated for the hard work we're putting in to get the bigger companies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's huge. What um, what percentage of that is like if, if, you, got, if you were to close a deal, um, what type of percentage? Is it like uh, three to five percent? What does that look like on your side? Yeah, let me. Uh, I think it's. I think it's about three percent. I'm okay. not a hundred percent on that. It's not like it's not gonna buy you a new watch, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's gonna make. It might buy me a new suit. Yeah. All right. Like, it's, and it's I. And that, that's. Uh, I think that's good. Like, especially in this role, you know, like we're used to getting a certain amount of commission per meeting. But if you can get just a little bit extra uh for like putting in that extra hard work to to break into an enterprise account then i think it's i think it's a great way of doing it yeah for sure and i guess uh my next question um in this role being that it's a lot of outbound how many meetings have you been able to show that went through completed since you've uh started 
Um, not sure. I'd be around thirty or something. I think. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I'm not. I, I'm not the. Maybe not that much. Twenty to thirty. I'm not hundred percent, but I. I'm. I'm doing. I'm doing all right. You know, it's been. It. It was very. It slowed down a lot, as it would have done with everyone during yeah. <laughs> the spring. And you know, I started in January. I think I noticed you started your role in March or something. Yeah. Your, uh, yeah, end yeah, yeah. Of, end of April, early May. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you know, you know what I mean. It's like. I think a lot of what we've learned through this period is going to benefit us. Um, and especially like this, what you're doing, you know, and I would never have done this. I come <laughs> onto a podcast and I've done a few webinars. Um, well, I've done a webinar and I've done a couple of videos on LinkedIn. Like before this, I never would have done that. <laughs> never, ever. Um, but like this kind of situation just, I think, makes you do things outside your comfort zone. And, and the, you know, the skills we've learned from this period are really going to benefit us going forward. But, yeah, numbers-wise, like, yeah, it's not it's not a huge amount, but I'm happy with some. There's I've got a few companies in the pipeline that are c close to closing, um, which is, is basically something I'm really, really passionate about, is, like, seeing some of my big accounts going in to to the books exactly i mean that's huge yeah. i mean in my in my first str role that was the name of the game i mean i really focused on quality of companies because we yeah. were account based so it was you know i was like like you said i wasn't paired with us like one or two account executives i was paired with mm. multiple account executives in different territories so mm. You know, I would be scheduling. Uh, I had with my first SDR role, I had South Central, some of Canada, and then I went over to the East Coast for a little bit. And, mm. you know, I had a ton of oil companies and I was able to get Shell and book a yeah. meeting with them. And that was like I got six flags as one of my um, as one of my meetings. So it was really cool to see like those big logos come through. Um, yeah. Because I mean that's awesome. So uh, if if you can share like um, that the ones that maybe closed since you've been there, what are just uh, one or two uh, big logos that you've gotten so far? Well, you have to intro me to your guys at Shell and Six Flags <laughs> then when we're done. Um, so yeah, actually for me, like I haven't had this is this is dra draining me every day. I haven't had any any close. Oh, gotcha. So it, might, it might it might be surprising, but basically, um, our we as a company we're focused on reducing our like sales cycle right mm -hmm. now. How long? But, is that? Um, so on average, it's like ninety days at the moment. Oh, wow! <laughs> um, but we've we've seen some companies come through and close within a couple of days recently. Nice. So we're really fo focused on uh, making that a lot quicker. Um, so yeah, a lot of the companies i have brought in basically have delayed due to covid 19 um and then yeah so I, a couple of the names i brought in should be hopefully be closing in this month um and you can imagine i'm really excited for that yeah and how much uh, <laughs> so, how much communication are you like the ae come on ae come on let's close this yeah. deal <laughs> yeah i i'm i'm uh, stopping myself messaging them every day like oh, how, how's it going how's it going dude come on uh but yeah so 
Um, yeah, I think it's good to be honest in this game, you know, like for instance, a lot of the people you see on LinkedIn and like the big sales names, you know, you just see the big figures like, oh yeah, I hit 140% of quota. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, it's a hard job. I haven't yeah. had any, I haven't had any uh, close and I'm gutted about that, but I'm really excited for when they start coming in. Um, and there's some really great ones in the, in the pipeline still. So. Yeah. I mean, sales is grind and um, it's all about consistency. I mean, you always want to be vying for the top of the leaderboard and, and show that competitive nature. Uh, yeah. But if, if you're not there or you're not, always going to be there i think the more important aspect is consistency right yeah yeah <laughs> and it's and it's sticking with your it's sticking with what you know is right and it's not being scared to ask for help if you're like what am i doing wrong go and ask someone in your company and get some feedback on it yeah for sure not being not being afraid uh to ask for help is huge in sales uh so just as we wrap up, as we wrap things up here, what is the best advice you have gotten, uh, whether that's internally at your current company or um, from other people in sales development so far? Um, and how do you, you know, maintain that today? Well, you put me on the spot again there. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great question. I think, I think, what I, we touched on earlier is is don't be scared to ask questions <laughs> like ask questions and you'll develop and also when you get a no when 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 you get knocked down just get back to it as soon <laughs> as you can you know yeah that was probably the hardest thing and I, I i i will admit that was probably a very challenging thing at first uh because i i don't like hearing no uh yeah but now like you said i think you know when you it may take, you know, uh, maybe a few months or even um, it may not be your first STR role. You might have to go to another um, yeah. because, like, for me, like, now my current STR role, it doesn't even bother me. And sometimes the response I get, I just laugh it off. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> have you ever gotten the response, hey, I'm at work right now. I can't talk. <laughs> i'm like no but you, you know what really gets what really gets me is the one where they're like they answer and i'm in a meeting it's like come on dude i'm not i'm not an idiot you're not gonna answer your phone to a, ra a random number when you're either in a meeting or on another call but i i did think of actually uh i had a really great training session when i was working in insurance and the trainer I've, i shared this on linkedin as well a while ago he said to the whole class, there's like 12 of us in there in the training uh, session. He said, who in here ironed their shirt this morning? <laughs> and I, I put my hand up because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I was really excited. I wanted to show off, put my <laughs> hand up. And he was like, right, the best bit of advice I can give you is do iron your shirts on the Sunday before work. So that you're <laughs> and what he mean, what he means by that is be prepared, you know, yep. <laughs> just just sort yourself out get everything out of the way and then when you when you're wake up on monday you got your your suit or your shirts or whatever ready and you can have a clear head when you get to work yeah i, I love that i think that's huge i mean obviously you know when you when you hear so many different responses uh you shouldn't be thrown off because i think a lot of times i mean i 
I'll go back to, you know, the first SDR role um, I had and somebody said, well, is the, is the meeting free? Like, is the demonstration free? I'm like, well, obviously it's free. <laughs> oh, you, you could have got yourself, uh, you, you could have said, oh, it's $50 and uh, <laughs> given your bank details. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you know, I just, some of the responses are so funny. Like the one where it's like, I'm at work and I, I so want to say, well, I'm at work too. I'm doing my job right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I don't think that'd go over too well. No, it's sometimes it's hard to. We have a saying in English in England: "Hold your tongue." You know, yeah. sometimes you just, you just want to be real and be like, "Dude, just be honest." Yeah. <laughs> like, don't give me this crap. <laughs> I know the, the, that's so funny because it's like, I mean, I feel like now because a lot of people are working from home, they're more yeah. receptive to answer their phone. So, like, when when I hear like I'm at work, I'm like, well. I'm at work too. That's like I'm doing my job. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's such a funny response. So um, yeah. you just got to laugh it off and, and move on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, one last thing, um, if, you know, for those who are thinking about sales development or looking, you know, people who have been laid off, you know, a lot of people have mm. been laid off and, and sales development. Uh, why should they choose to continue in sales development? And, you know, what's the best part or most rewarding part about working in the industry? So I think it's a job which you can, you're always going to be needed <laughs> in this role, right? So you may have been laid off by one company and it, it could have been because of their solution isn't, isn't, you know, isn't selling right now. So don't let it put you down. Just get out there and don't be scared to ask people to help. Um, there's nothing I like more to do than share a job opportunity with someone in my network mm -hmm. who's not got a job. Right. Um, and I think, I think that touches on why it's very rewarding. There's this really great network of people in this role who are always willing to share advice and, um, you know, and talk about their struggles and their positives in, in the, in the business, uh, which I've really enjoyed, um, connecting with people there's lots of different groups you can be a part of like i'm in one now business development union which is really awesome mm -hmm. um and you know rewarding part is is you've got your you're building relationships with people you never really know where this job can take you you could it could like it has for me it's taken me to secure me a job in a country somewhere i'm not i'm not from which isn't easy to do <laughs> so it opens up a lot of opportunities i think yeah, for sure. And, and I couldn't say it any better. And I really appreciate you taking the time today. And um, any plans for the rest of the side? I'm actually going to be, well, finish off some renovations I was telling <laughs> you about. And then uh, playing some of this new, the Tony Hawks. They've they've uh, oh, nice. re-released the old Tony Hawks game. So see if I've still got some of the skills I spent hours of as a kid developing oh, man. <laughs> so, Tony yeah. Hawk had some classic classic oh games. man yeah I can't wait to get in the warehouse and see if I can still do my uh <laughs> do my tricks on there so yeah that's it awesome Harry well I really appreciate you taking this time today and if people want to reach out what's the best way to do that just add me on LinkedIn um I'm always happy to share techniques share ideas uh so yeah just just find me on LinkedIn
right, Harry. Well, it was a pleasure, and uh, take care. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Adam.